Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello friends, how are you today? We are in August, woo, already. And I saw the first sign that summer is rapidly coming to an end. And on the 45th parallel here, as I was taking a little walk on my lunch break, I saw a maple tree with a red leaf on it. One at the top, but it's been getting cold at night. It's been dropping down into the 40s over the last week or two, and it was only a high of about 62 degrees today. And then about four o'clock, it bumped up to about 67, but it's been chilly or the last couple days and I'm not complaining. I love that kind of weather. I think it's going to warm up again, you know, toward the end of August. And so as the weather is cooling down, we're waiting for Labor Day to come because we're we're pretty much done doing a lot of renovating in the garden and in the yard. We've planted some grass seed. We're letting that take root. I we did rearrange the shape of the garden. I have the first and second level of the fairy garden planted planted the way I want this year. I'm gonna let it fill in and I'll probably do a lot more rearranging and editing of the plants next year. So over the last couple of weeks we've been really trying to figure out what we want to put on the back side of the garden as a backdrop as it is a wide open space to my neighbor which is a parking lot for the private school in town um it's all right you know that during COVID and during the summer you know there isn't very many people coming and going but i still would like to have some sort of backdrop we haven't decided what that is we thought we were going with alberta dwarfs and they're a spruce tree. They only get eight to 10 feet high, but they're kind of bushy. And we are just trying to figure out if there's enough room in the current space on the property line. If not, may have to remove more daylilies, which was my plan anyway. And then we'll try to figure out what we're doing. Is it either that or Arbor Vitae? We just haven't, or is it Arbor Vitae? I've heard it pronounced both ways up here. Anyway, the tall, skinny landscaping cedars that are small and take a lot of pruning. That was the plus that the nursery told us. So I don't know, we're still in that trying to figure out what we're doing. And the next part is we're trying to figure out exactly where the property line is. Three of the four stakes I know are in the ground. The fourth stake, which is the controversial corner, um, we haven't been able to find the stake. And then we decided we're having an arborist come and remove some more dead trees on another property line. And we're like, you know, there's a bunch of metal stakes, property stakes, and some other things here. We better find out what they are and where they're at. So because it's... uh. COVID. And because Amazon is such a fantastic 
place to shop, we bought an inexpensive metal detector and we found all of the stakes near the trees that mark the property line that are going to be taken down. I don't want him to hit that with his equipment. And we found three of the four property stakes, but the controversial corner, there is no stake there. And one of my neighbors who used to live there a long time ago thinks that the snow plowing um, dug it up. And the other part is they had huge bulldozers and stuff back there removing um, tree stumps. That was not how it was presented, if you'll remember right, from my earlier conversation. And it could have been dug out by the big equipment. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, if we got a uh, wheel that was really accurate, you know, one of those measuring wheels for long distance, we could extrapolate you know, where we think it is. But the problem then it leads, you know how this is a ripple effect. It just leads from one problem to another problem to another problem, you know, and this is why doing renovations is sometimes not my favorite thing. I don't mind tweaking and prettying up things that are there, but when you start doing wholesale changes on everything, this is always what happens, right? So that led us to, well, what are the dimensions of the property? So we looked it up on the city's website and they have a description of our house and the property that is all wrong. And it just let me you figure, am I overpaying on my taxes now for, for years? I've lived here 20 years. We've never found this section of the website because it has a bad security. And we th thought that meant that it wasn't available. No, it just meant that you take your chances when you go there and look at it. So... That led us to, I couldn't find anything in my paperwork that said what the dimensions are. So I called my parents who we bought the house from and they had one of the original surveys that they had done in the 80s or early 90s. It was a pen and ink drawing by a surveyor with dimensions of the house and property that are spot on, which are totally not what the city says. And it's only about three to six feet. But still, three to six feet makes a big difference in a city and you're trying to figure out where your property line is because we want to put a shed in the controversial corner and um, my husband is looking at putting more gym equipment in the garage, which means things like snow blowers and yard equipment and other you know rakes and all of the garden stuff should be in a shed instead of the garage so he'll have space. Oh, I'm just like so sick of this. It's like constantly, you know, really all I wanted to do was just have a garden. Now it's turned into a big deal. And I'm to a point in this whole process, like every, even when I do a quilt, I do this. I just want it over, right? You just want it over and you don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't want to even think about it anymore. And it's... serenity now deep breath so that's where we're at um we'll see what happens in the next month over planting and if we can't come up with a decision then i'm going to suggest that we postpone any planting until next spring and forget about it for this year that's where i'm at so that is the fairy garden update it's all set it'll probably stay up until october and then i'll take it down for the winter i bought another little house it's super cute has a light in it it looks like a little um 
little mushroom house. It's round and it's got flowers on the top instead of a mushroom cap. But it's really cute. And I got it on Amazon. Go figure. <laughs> you can do all your shopping on there. Great price. Never have to leave home. Don't have to go out in the pandemic world where face masks are mandatory, but some people still want to argue about it. And it's just, yeah, anyway, it's better now that it's mandatory where before, before it was awful. So things are going pretty well for my slow, simple summer um, because of the pandemic. I haven't seen my family since February. Um, I think we're going to try to see um, my um, adult son and his wife um, this month. They may actually be coming through our town on a trip north for um, camping. That's still allowed in the state and that'll be great because our schedule and their schedule, you know, it's they're working weekends off and on. And so this will work out great. Um, my parents live south of us. I'm hopefully going to get down there in the next few weeks and it seems like cases are stabilizing. So traveling is not restricted, but um, just gatherings are. And we decided that at the end of August, we have a date picked and if gatherings indoors are still limited, we're going to go ahead with the memorial service for my mother-in-law. And if we have to, can have it outside, we'll have it outside. Otherwise, we'll just have a small um, graveside service and just, it, that's, and just be done. Another thing, it just needs to be done and have that business all taken care of and her in her final resting place. So... That's my plans for August, you know, outside. September might bring some more surprises. We'll find out. I will keep you posted. Um, the kitchen is all painted. That's been a couple of weeks. Um, we bought the paint a couple, well, 2018, if you remember right. I talked about that on the last podcast. And it's taken a couple of Saturdays to get the paint on the walls, dried, then the ceiling was painted. We had to wait till it wasn't 100 degrees out and it wasn't raining. And my husband had time. Of course, that leads to another project, right? Um, so if you remember, we bought the paint to be part of the renovation project of the bathroom. And then all of the reno, you know, reno was that we were going to have flooring run from the bathroom to the, through the hallway to the kitchen to the door. That'd be one strip of the back part of the house. And then the paint was going to go from the bathroom all the way through those same rooms. Well, um, the contractor um, ran out of patience and time and didn't really want to finish the job. He did finish the bathroom. But then when he started doing these other nitpicking um, projects like paint, it was all of a sudden a big issue. And then he said that we owed him 50% more than he quoted and wanted another huge amount of money to finish painting and all that, which basically says he didn't want to do it. Um, you know, too bad because he was kind of, you know, an acquaintance and a friend and he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth and I'm really worried about him. But anyway, um, so we got another quote from a painter and he wanted $700 to paint the kitchen in the little hallway. And my husband said that he would do it himself, that he liked the $700 more than um, the discomfort of his hatred of painting. <laughs> he wanted to keep the money. He hates painting. You don't even know how much he hates painting, but he's good at it. There were some grumbles and there were some 
sad moments during the painting, but it's done. I think it looks great. He's a perfectionist and is not 100% satisfied. And then, you know, had to admit, you know, I'm not pro. This is, this is, it's good. It looks good. It's a light gray white color and um, it brightens up the room. It looks fresh. It's clean. And then what happens? So we have to install knobs. There's never been knobs in the cabinet. I can't find this little jig that he can use to put the knobs and make sure they're all in the same spot. So he bought another one, which is much better than what he had before. Of course, it's from Amazon. It just got here. So that'll be a project. While we were waiting for the jig, he decided that it's time to upgrade the switches and the plugs to what are they called? GFIs or GFCI, something like that. They are the safety plugs. This house is 100 years old. It's been rewired and wired and rewired as well as many other things a billion times over this last century. And so they had 1980s switches in there. And so he started replacing them. And then we realized that somebody put at least five different switches or fuses or zones in the electrical. You have to go downstairs to the box and flip a switch to turn them off. And we thought we had them all turned off. And one of them wasn't and he got zapped. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. But he got zapped twice. And he's laughing as he's swearing because he said he watched a video on how to do this. He talked to my dad who knows how to do this. He, he said in the video, it said that this was um, on a scale of one to five, five being the mo most F-bombs you would throw, to a one is the least amount, but you're probably going to throw one F-bomb. It was a 1.5 F-bomb project. And um, he, he said more than 1.5 F-bombs after he got zapped. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but at the time I'm like, oh no, one project leads to another, leads to another. <laughs> anyway, there's a couple more to do and I am trying to convince him to do it again on a Saturday when I don't have to be on the internet or have electric and shut everything off and then finish the last couple plugs that he needs to do in the kitchen. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But safety first kids don't ever in a hundred year old home trust that all of the plugs are on the zones labeled on the box. My dad did a really good job labeling those things, but somewhere over the line, a do-it-yourselfer, um, maybe possibly someone who drank too much, put in a very small kitchen five, five different switches you have to flip five zones I, I don't know people have to do it yourself and it's never done right um if you have a professional have this I mean, it just leads to another question about the electric in this house does doesn't it I don't want to know nope we've lived here 20 years and everything is fine all right so I think that we're about done um the mudroom it still needs to be um, fixed up. We still need to put the flooring down in the mudroom and paint it with the paint we have. In the hallway, we're not sure what we're doing because there was a little bit of water that came through during a terrible storm. So 
the mudroom we're going to leave for 2021. It's a tiny little space. It's all cleaned out and I'm not pushing my luck with any more on the honeydew list. Not one bit. Um, I'm just, I'm sure he's over it. And so am I. Uh, tell me about your adventures in home renovation and doing simple things that turn into complicated things. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've heard that modern homes aren't that much better, but it's always a challenge in a house that's this old. Nothing square and nothing is standard. So the kitchen paint is done. Hallelujah. I think we are to that point. Um, when I finally get knobs, it never have had knobs in there. It's going to be much easier for my arthritic fingers to open and close drawers. And also we got rocker switches in there. Um, you know, believe me, it, you just don't think how much energy it takes to click a old fashioned switch. Um, but yeah, it really was hurting my fingers. So I'm really pleased with what we have. So I've been knitting on this cowl for probably a year or close to a year. But Christmas time, Aldi got this acrylic yarn in um, for the holidays and probably in October. And it's taken me all this time to do the seed stitch. It's going to be a wrap around your neck twice type of infinity scarf. And I am almost done. I think I have two or three more rows that I'm going to knit the ends together. That's going to be done this week. And then I think I'm going to put knitting up for a while and get crocheting out and work on a shawl. I bought a real cute pattern. It's um, something I'll have to share more information when I go through what yarn I have. It's, it's made for scraps um, and see what I have and see what we, what we can come up with. But it's really a pretty pretty shawl for crochet. So that will be my next yarn project. And I have been continuing with the hexagon as a sitting slow stitching, but I had to take a few weeks off because I've had some sore fingers. So hopefully I can get that going again because I only have one more row to go on my hexy temperature quilt that I've been talking about forever. And then I can work on the adventure of getting it quilted. I don't know how I'm going to put it on um, with borders somehow. I don't know if I'm going to lay the whole thing on because it's kind of small as a wall hanging and then just like fuse it down and or if I'm going to try straight stitching it right on to something before I quilt it. I don't know. It'll be an adventure and you can watch me um, rise into the occasion and it'll look great or it's going to sink like the Titanic. <laughs> but that's a great thing about quilting, right? If it doesn't work, I can always take it apart and try something else, um, preferably before you get to the halfway point. <laughs> so something else that I've been working on is I have a serger and it's been a few years since I've really used it a lot. Um, I ran out of a cone of thread at least a year, year and a half ago. And I had new cones of threads. I stuck it on the serger and I couldn't thread the darn thing. I could not get it threaded. I tried many times. I couldn't serge anything. I got so mad at it. I put it down into its little storage space. I got it out maybe three times in the last year and attempted to do it. So I finally consulted with a couple of friends who do serging and they gave me some tips on troubleshooting and it was all in threading. The tension is fine. It's been serviced. It 
I cleaned it up, dusted it off, re-threaded it, and it ran better than it's ever ran before. I went through all the threads, got the little threading guide, and this time it made sense. You know how sometimes you look at something and you're like, did they like write this in English? And when they did this drawing, did they actually use the machine that I have? You ever have that happen to you? It happens to me all the time. Like Ikea, when you put things together. So the serger is like the Ikea of threading sewing machines. There's a million moving parts and the pictures never look like what you have in front of you. And the videos that are online for this particular older machine are um, good videos, but you can't see the fourth thread, that bottom looper, you can't see it. It's deep in the machine. And the reason that this machine um, probably was upgraded to something else in the engineering is that the door doesn't swing open so that you have good viewing of looping it around that final little thingy because I don't know what it is it's a thingy um I guess it's a looper it's called the fourth looper thread anyway got it done figured out where the threads go so I thought well what am I gonna do I want to reason I got it out is I'm thinking of buying some material to try to make some clothing for myself I'm like seriously all I'm wearing are these knit pants how hard can they be to make right how hard can a simple t-shirt be how can I save money on making garments that actually fit versus making things fit or maybe use it for alterations? But I decided that I know how to do crafty projects and I've made a couple of small children outfits on it. But I really want to work on making more cute crafty things with it as well as garments. That's my goal. That's why I wanted, and it bothered me that it was defeating me. That's the other part is that I finally am like, you know, doggone it. I'm going to, I didn't say doggone it. You know, I said another <laughs> phrase. I'm going to get this thing up and running. I bought it at a yard sale for 30 bucks. I have gotten my $30 out of it. Believe me. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. And so I decided that I have lots of fabric that needed something and I made napkins. I actually did two-sided napkins with quilting material and just simple cut out eight and a half inch squares and put them together wrong sides together and serge the ends so edges so I have a nice napkin and that way I can reduce my carbon footprint and then I can reduce the number of paper towels that we use and it gave me practice and I got to use up some fabric. So it's pink fabric with oven mitts on it. It was in my inherited stash and it's super cute, but I'm like, I'm not going to put it in a quilt and I don't wear aprons. You know, and that's another thing I could sew aprons. I could do a lot of different things with a serger that would give it a nicer finish. Um, the next thing I'm toying with is making quiet books out of quilting fabric and batting and then you maybe just surging the edges versus trying to flip them all inside out because that really hurts my fingers to do that. And um, then you could put, you know, quiet books. I'm thinking, um, I saw one that was kind of interactive. It was more of a, just you open it up and it was like the shape of a house. And then you could have a little doll that could get on the bed and have a little pocket and it only has like two or three so you know front back and the two 
sides in the middle, you could do all kinds of play with it. And I thought, you know, you could make it kind of like a purse and then put the dolls and stuff in this purse space and then put little outfits for the doll or because my grandchildren are seven and they're going to be eight so for the twins and their sister is four so it's really more for her age but they'll be upset if I make something for her and don't make something for them and I thought it would be much more or less baby-like if it was more of a purse with travel things that you could put in it like the toys to the set and if they that's an idea. You know, if I make one and decide that this is awful, then I'm not going to do it three times and I'll just keep it as a sample of what not to do, right? <laughs> That's my idea. And I'm also going to use the Cricut to cut out all of the shapes. So I have a pattern that I'm going to follow and I think that it will work. So that's the serger story it's kind of a uh, anticlimactic but i did make napkins um searching for something to do because i'm bored out of my mind how's that i really am i mean i've done everything twice we've got the garden done we got the kitchen painted i feel like you know i'm exercising a little bit more regularly a little bit every day trying to eat better i've explored recipes i've scoured the internet for instant pot recipes and i'm watching cooking shows I hate cooking people and so you know it's really bad so I love to say I like a YouTube channel called pressure p-r-e-s-s-u-r-e pressure luck he just wrote a cookbook I can't remember his name Jeff and I'm gonna buy the cookbook but he demonstrates all of these recipes were from his YouTube channel so you can watch him make it and explain the ins and outs and he has some fantastic things I have printed off a couple individual recipes and used them and they were delicious. So press your luck if you want an instant pot inspirational channel and something fun and offbeat food wise that we're watching on YouTube is called Emmy Made in Japan. She is the cutest, tiniest little thing and she makes recipes. Now she did one series that I like. It's called Hard Times and it was recipes that people wrote down like from the depression era or famine in their country and she talks about what they did and what she currently has and how it was either good or terrible and the you know most of them are carbohydrate laden food because meat was expensive but you know, she, she's trying it. Now, the other one is she did a series on all of the um, jello molds and all of the different things from the 50s. And some of them were absolutely horrific. And the weirdest one that I saw, and you should watch it just because it's so weird and gross, is they made aspic. I've never heard of aspic before, but I understand that um, it's pretty popular. And I'm uncultured, so I don't know what aspic is. But what she made was, you know, Knox gelatin in a like a loaf pan basically but the meat aspic I guess has some kind of meat or meat flavors and sometimes as tomato and stuff is that they actually put three whole cheeseburgers bun and all with cheese ketchup mayo all that on the bread and sunk it into the gelatin <laughs> I was like are you kidding me she said it was weird and not fantastic um but yeah 
you got to watch it just for fun because some of these things she does, they look amazing, but there's no way. Um, I guess if you wanted some novelty, weird things for a party. But I think that was an actual recipe that somebody had written, this cheeseburger mold type of thing. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. So those are a couple things I've been watching. I just watched a series on Netflix called cursed it's a retelling it says of an arthurian legend it has nothing to do with king arthur in the way we know it it's got magic and fairies and violence and vikings and yeah it it, it was okay um i was kind of disappointed in the writing and some of the acting but it's based on a graphic novel graphic comics i'm not real familiar with those um so it was okay it, it was a 10 episode season. It felt more like a sci-fi movie. You know, I had higher expectations of it, but it was entertaining. And now I'm looking forward to my favorite time of summer for watching television or shows. And it's Shark Week on Discovery. Net Geo has been running some new shows on their version of Shark Week, but the original Shark Week will be coming up. Now, I don't like the shows where they show everybody getting chomped on, you know, <laughs> like all their scars and all that. But I do enjoy learning about the ocean and animals and the behavior of all different kinds of sharks. And I don't know, it's like tradition. I guess it's been, do they've been doing this over 20 years. It's amazing. I do like my documentaries. I was very let down. I like fantasy, but I have to say I felt very let down by cursed However, I'm not going to say it's a bad show. I was just let down by it. Now I'm going to spoil it for you. But you, if you like that kind of stuff, you might like it. it was a, it's a good 10 episode investment. They're less than an hour, like 40 minutes. So I've been working on several quilts. I have been working on one long arm quilt, doing one row a day. If you don't know and you're new around here, my motto is one stitch, one block, one row at a time. So I've been working on doing one block a day. And that block a day is for Gnome Angel's Kinship Fusion Sampler that I am following the 100 days, 100 blocks. I have stayed on track and I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't think I'm going to go the whole 100 days on track, but I'm really, really having fun learning how to do fussy cuts. Um, I've never really tried to do um, scientific fussy cuts, meaning like you really are honing in on one specific part of a fabric. I even have a Marty Mitchell squaring up ruler and fussy cut ruler that came with the package of when I got the pattern from Gnome Angel. And they really have made a huge difference working with these very small pieces. Um, you can paper piece it. I do have a paper piecing pattern for it too, but I think the traditional piecing is fine if you're an experienced quilter and know how to do things from a master um, a master pattern. It doesn't give you step by step. It just gives you measurements of each block. So that has been my one block a day. My one row a day is on the vintage snowball and nines quilt that was um, one of my family members found from her in-laws. And I have also been working on some other creative thing every week. 
and I've not done it every week because sometimes my creativity has gone to cooking or yard work, but I am still doing a COVID art journal and I've tried to make it more positive and more um, introspective. And to do that, I found that I needed some help. Um, there are prompts you can find out on the internet, especially for junk journaling, um, which I'm kind of doing a blend of junk journaling and art as not just a word journal, but my daughter-in-law, who's really my daughter, right? Renee um, has with Mind and Heart, and she has also opened up a second Etsy shop called Safe to Shore. And in these, she's selling stickers and the stickers are great to start the page. What I'm finding lovely about the stickers is that some of them have words on them, like never forget how wildly capable you are or other themed things. She has like succulent plants and plants. And this week I bought a sunflower and a Michigan collection. It has a beautiful state of Michigan with flowers in it. The word ope, which I don't say, do I? I think I do. <laughs> and then the whole collection of a mini succulent page. I just really, really enjoy it. And safe to shore, I'm going to be making some purchases out of that because they are Bible verses as well as other phrases like it is well with my soul and things for Bible journaling and Christian themed stickers that you could use. I'm finding the stickers to be great for the art journaling. When I get stuck, I sometimes need a little jumping off point, like adding a sticker with a little succulent, and then I can figure out what I would like to do with the rest of the page. Or maybe adding a word. I just did a whole page with different affirmations and then my feelings in there and adding to the affirmations. That one had a lot more words on it than I have been. But it's just really great to use the stickers as a jumping off point. They're lovely watercolor stickers on high quality paper. Some are waterproof, some are regular stickers. So you have to specify which one that you want. So you can go to her stores, which is safe to shore for the Bible verse focused ones, as well as the with mind and heart, which is about positivity, her art and affirmations. I would really encourage you to try that. Um, art journaling is really pretty liberating and you don't have to stick to a specific style or theme where I think some people who I'm looking at their junk journals, they're buying like collections of ephemera to print off from a certain time period or a certain look. Mine is more of a collection of random styles in uh, media. And it It's more of just trying to put ideas down and try new ideas and keep track of where you're at during the pandemic, right? So I just keep doing a lot of those kinds of things to help combat the whole um, boredom <laughs> of being at home all the time. I mean, I just watched a really funny, funny um, Holderness Family YouTube video. It's short and it's called, you should go look it up. It's called, You Know You're In Your House Too Long When. And I am so much like the wife. She has Pinterest boards and she's looking at all the things that she would like to do to the house and paint it and 
she even says at one point, and remember, I say this about every February, and evidently when you're cooped up in the summer, you say it, it in August, is that you just want to burn everything inside the house, start over. I watched Chip and Joanna Gaines, and I have a great idea. Do we need this wall? Do we, we need a backsplash? I know. That's what happens when you're inside <laughs> way too long. You're looking around going, you know, we could remodel this. And then I remember the kitchen project, the garden project, where one project leads to another that leads to another. And then I realized that it's just really, maybe I should just rearrange things or redecorate a room or get some new things out and pack away some of the things that have been out for a while. Or do what I did. I watched uh, Do It on a Dime. Did I tell you guys this already? I I love her show because she saw, shows how to decorate your house on a very small budget. And the fall things are in at the Dollar Tree. And for a field trip earlier this week on my lunch, I, I just couldn't stand being in the house anymore. And it was a sunny day. And I'm realizing my car hasn't been driven much. And I'm forgetting how to drive my car. <laughs> so I drove to the Dollar Tree and bought know, five items there and they're um, fall related things. Do I need to put fall related things up in August? No, but they're selling out quick at the Dollar Tree. I like watching these kinds of shows because it tells me what they find at the store because when I go and look, I don't see them. I get overwhelmed with all the just stuff and stuff everywhere. So anyway, you should fall down the YouTube rabbit hole like I do. <laughs> you find all these wonderful people. They make great crafts with very inexpensive products. Or you can laugh like the Holderness and Emmy Made in Japan and some of the other things that I've been watching. Um, it's just been an interesting, quiet July filled with home improvement projects in August I think it's just going to be a month of buttoning it all up and kind of chill you know we get laughing that the last like real almost normal outing that we did that included going to an event was a car show in Detroit which was way back in February we kind of heard about the pandemic but everything we were trusting that everyone would shut down or um, tell us if this was a problem because we kind of didn't really know what was going on um, that was like the last event we went to and the car show I look at the pictures now and I'm like it was wall-to-wall -wall people and we were there for all day and none of us got sick, thank goodness, because Detroit wound up being a huge hot spot in a couple of weeks after that. Um, so I remember going back in my brain to what it felt like after the car showed and we realized the whole state was being shut down and all around us was too. And so I'm grateful for the fact that we can do a little bit of traveling. We can see people. We have, um, as you can tell, I've started and stopped this podcast a couple of times. And there are a couple of ideas that the funeral home has for us to be able to gather outside and have um, our funeral. I mean, we're being creative. And overall, it hasn't been bad. I just keep reminding myself of that. It's only been a few months and we're going to have to buckle up and we're in for the long haul. So 
listen to all these um, fun and crazy crafts I'm going to be trying. <laughs> I think the next thing I'm going to work on is some quiet books. And I have a pattern from Rebecca Page that I may use loosely. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What are you doing? Are you finding yourself doing things that you would never do? Maybe if you're like me, I never had time to do it before. All of these things like redecorate the garden and we painted the kitchen on our own and we're going to finally finish up all of those little things that I call them the little nagging projects. They really only take a couple of hours and if you had a couple of hours, you just knock it out. Yeah, we've done that. Um, the other thing is we're going to Lowe's an awful lot because, you know, you do. You miscount the number of plates. You break one, uh, switch plates, or you break one, or you find out that the cutting brush you have is old, or you're in the yard and you don't have a ball of twine. So we're going there a lot. I think they know us by first name basis, even with masks on at Lowe's. But I'm finding super fun things there. Yeah, at Lowe's, I know. They have a great section for indoor house plants as well as all of the other home improvement stuff and cleaning supplies and um, organizing. I bought a couple things. But every time I go on a Sunday morning, I score huge on their clearance indoor plant rack. And if I go outside, I have found a few really good deals out there. I've bought several plants for a dollar. I bought an African violet a couple months ago that was almost dead. It looks fantastic. This week I bought a little tiny lucky bamboo for a dollar and then for five dollars I splurged and got a plant called a dragon tree. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to keep it alive. Um, some of the leaf tips, it's like a palm kind of. I'm looking at it right now. It's got three braided stems and lots of tall spiky leaves. The tips of many of the leaves are brown. So I'm reading the directions. I think I have it in a room that it'll like the lighting. I'm trying not to overwater it and hopefully it will come back. Come back from the brinks of not making it. And I realized that all of the plants I have, I've only spent $5 on that and a large pothos that was on the clearance um, six months ago, probably. And everything else was given to me. And the plants are doing great. I think if I just kind of don't pay attention to them and get obsessed with um, how I should water them more often than I should, they're doing great. I haven't had house plants in my house Oh my gosh, ever, 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 because, you know, between children and pets, you can't. So one of the nice things I'm discovering about being an empty nester is that you can do some things that you've never been able to do before, hence this lengthy podcast, and growing plants in the house was one. Um, I still miss having pets and children, but hey, you got to fill it with hobbies, feel like um, rediscovering my youth and doing all the fun things. Um, I even have time that I can practice music once in a while. And I've been playing our old little um, keyboard. It's not really a piano. Um, just to keep my fingers from getting too stiff. Uh, violin has been rough. I've not played that too much. 
So overall, the pandemic has given me opportunity. I've kind of passed on too much of baking things because I want to be healthy. But yeah, growing plants and fixing our garden up, our houses, you know, buttoned up and getting ready for the winter. We're in good shape. I know we have to talk about winter in August. We live like little squirrels up here. Busy, busy, busy all summer long <laughs> and get ready for the long, quiet winter. I'm, you know, finding it's interesting that the stir crazies that normally hit me in February, I always attributed it to being a seasonal thing, you know, with lack of sunlight and wanting to get a dumpster and you're know, like empty everything in the house into the dumpster and start again. But I'm realizing it really has not as much to do with the sunlight as it has to do with being home and kind of cooped up feeling. Um, it's really cabin fever. I've kind of got that again in August, which I think is pretty typical of people who live in the South where it's really hot. My daughter's telling me she has the same thing. She lives in Virginia Beach and it's really hot and has been really hot and of course raining with the hurricane that blew over they didn't get damaged much by the way and just a lot of rain and so hopefully we're all going to find that this cabin fever thing will pass and it will cool off um here it's cooled off i've been outside again walking and dreaming up more crazy crafts that i can do and believe me, I am going through my stuff and I don't need to buy too much stuff to like do most of these um, projects that I want to do. I could make tablecloths. I could make um, more buntings. I could make all kinds of things with my Cricut. I could go on forever of the things I could do, but I'm going to settle and focus on just a few things that I've talked about already. So you guys, are you finding yourself in the um, pandemic um, stir crazies from being home so much? Are you getting out a little bit? We're trying to get out in nature and social distance. Um, are you struggling with trying to do some sort of celebration, maybe a graduation or a funeral? which is a celebration of life for us. I know friends of ours have had to postpone weddings. I just, in my brain, it's like, wow, wow. It's really, this has been really difficult for so many people. And looking at, I'm going to keep my brain focused on bringing these plants back and finding times when it's safe to visit the people in my life. And I'm hoping quote group, we can meet outside and I don't have a fever this time. It's in the next couple of weeks. So the other thing I'm going to bring up is that we are doing the bookshelf quilt along on my Creative Corner 3 Facebook group and Angel is doing a lot of uh, weekly videos. It's a four week series as well as Facebook lives that you can watch on the replay. I've posted them on my group or you can find them on her page, Halo Inspirations. This week we've talked about personalization and how you're going to be able to do, make the bookshelf your own bookcase with all of your own things on the shelf that speaks to you or using different types of material or personalizing the books in a way that's meaningful to you. And then next week we'll talk about how we're actually going to assemble 
the books in the shelf. We had a great Facebook Live yesterday, and it's not too late to join us. And the videos will be on Angel's YouTube for as long as YouTube is there, she assures me. They will be there. Uh, we're just hoping that this is an opportunity for people to come together as well as maybe meet new people, interact, find people who are like-minded, and maybe you're struggling just like I talked about, and you need a group of people to come together and be inspired. We're doing, um, it's a Zoom meeting Sunday, this Sunday, August 9th in the afternoon. Um, you need to be a member of my group or Angel's um, Creative Kingdom, Halo's Creative Kingdom, or My Creative Corner 3. We'll be on a Zoom call and piecing, sewing, answering questions. You can have your camera off. You don't have to interact. You can watch. You can ask questions. It's going to be fun. So if you want to join us, uh, join the group. Or if you're in the group, watch for the notices. It'll be a lot of fun. I really think it's going to be fun. Um, and that brings us to... I hope you are having a most wonderful week, that you are taking time every day to be creative, take things one stitch, one block, one row at a time, because it's easy to get overwhelmed and get, if you're like me, I get too many irons in the fire, especially when I'm feeling this um, cabin fever type of thing settling in in August. So I'm going to fight that and try to get out and do things. And this doesn't mean I'm going to be gathering with groups of people. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to be doing a vacation or traveling. All that stuff was canceled over the spring and summer. But it's making the best of a very blessed situation that I have here in my house. And keeping focus on all of those things versus the Holderness family video that I talked to you about where she wants to redo everything. Yeah, I was there. Believe me, I was there not too long ago. So have a most wonderful week, everybody. Um, be sure to um, comment on my blog if you have um, ideas on what you can do and what you have been doing to get through this. I have the group, Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3. You can find me at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Don't forget, you can buy me a virtual cup of coffee through my blog or on the Etsy shop. Same name, My Creative Corner 3. And I also have a patron program and you can find that on the blog also. I want to thank everyone who has been ever so supportive and be sure that you take time to be creative and quilt on everyone. Everyone.